0: Hi, friends, and welcome to the Midwest Mompreneurs Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Snellen, and each week, I am going to be sitting down to share honest conversations, real resources, and the tips to help you navigate motherhood and building a business at the same time. Let's be honest, it's not an easy journey when you want to do both, but it is possible. Let's get to it. Hey guys, I hope you're ready to be inspired because today's guest interview is so, so good. I am sitting down to chat with Cassie Taylor of Extra On Top. She is a multimedia specialist. She's a self-trained photographer. She's always kind of built her business in a really creative and unique way that is so inspiring, and I just love that she's her authentic self. We're talking about everything from how collaborations have changed her business and what it means to just do motherhood in your own way. So get ready to be inspired and to learn so much from this wonderful, amazing human that I'm so thankful to know in real life. I am so excited today. I'm chatting with my friend Cassie of Extra On Top. And she's someone that I find very inspiring because she kind of just marches to the beat of her own drum. She does many different things and she's someone that in facing a really scary time, just learned to pivot and do something completely different and was super successful at it. So I'm really excited for our conversation today and to chat with you and talk about everything that you do.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. So tell me your background. You have a really interesting story. I think that um, you've tried many different things and I would love to just kind of hear how you got into the creative marketing world.
1: Yeah, so I have always been a, like, weirdo, number one, Um, and I was raised by a musician um, and a bohemian librarian, and uh, at the age of 16, I started touring in my father's band internationally as the bass player, and um, that kind of took me on, like, a 15-year journey through the music industry. I played in his band, I played in a girl group, um, and we toured internationally, then I had my own band, um, and I spent 15 years in the industry because I never really felt like I had a place to be me. Um, And it was the closest thing that I had found where I could just be me and do my thing. Um, however, like it just isn't for me. Like I'm not the kind of person that wants to be in front leading things with the attention on me. I like to like, kind of fade into the background and orchestrate like the puppet master. Um, and so I spent, you know, 15 years kind of like, like I kind of like this, like it allows me to travel and to eat amazing food and meet interesting people. But like the other part was like music um, is very misogynist industry um there's a lot of weird nuances that go along with being a woman in that um in that position and i just didn't feel like it was really for me and that i was always being controlled by somebody else um and i fucking hate that <laughs> and so um i got to this point where i was on a three-month tour in in europe and i had had 11 shows back to back to back and i just crumbled and um my husband who was my tour manager at the time we were like, this is, we're done. (laughs) Like, this is too much stress. Let's stop, have a family. Um, And we did. And I got accident. well, I got purposefully knocked up. Um, (laughs) And so we took a a break from, from touring to have my son. And then um, it was really difficult and I struggled with postpartum depression and this kind of notion where like, I had had such an all consuming um, career that was like really my identity. And I had just like kind of left it and put it all aside. And now I had a small infant to take care of and I didn't really have a purpose except for to keep him alive. And um, there are a lot of moms where that is, that's it for them. Like they want to be a stay-at-home mom, rearing children as like their joy. And I was left with this notion of like, I need a little bit more. And that's just me. And it was weird because I felt like I shouldn't feel like that. And I shouldn't want anything more than just having um, a family and being okay with that. Um, And so I bought a camera um on on a credit card <laughs> it was like a 400 hundred dollar kit camera on sale from nfm and i just fell in love um and it gave me something else to do and i started just doing like super micro influencer stuff and taking photos and i thought you know this is the difference between me having an okay instagram and a better instagram and i just i like didn't put it down and that was three years ago so That's that's my journey.
0: Okay, so many things I feel like we could dig into there. One, I mean, you made such a huge shift from that lifestyle of touring and traveling and being on the go and, yeah, and being in the spotlight to being a mom. And I think so many people don't realize hard that transition can be no matter where you're coming from so I love that you are so vulnerable about that because so many people think that I'm gonna have a baby and it's gonna be perfect and this is gonna be for me and it's not for everyone I felt the same way I went into my pregnancy thinking maybe I will want to be a stay-at-home mom and put my like very fast-paced career on hold and I realized quickly that whoa <laughs> this is not this is cannot be everything for me so I think that that's okay to share that um I right. also and just curious like how photography did you try a few different hobbies and then realize okay maybe photography or did you just literally wake up one day and say I'm going to buy a camera
1: So I did I had a little boutique um we were living in a small town south of Kansas City and I had that for about a year and that was great and then we relocated to Kansas City and I dissipated my boutique because I didn't want to make the commute an hour there and back and childcare was just a hot mess and so I, um, you know, I feel like I try everything and I, and I'm okay to be like, well, that wasn't for me. Or that was like an era of my life. Um, and then just move on. But, um, there was something about photography and my parents were like, you yeah, uh, you'll just give that up. And like, literally, like, I just like yesterday was diving into youtube videos on like how to get better at my craft and i have never i like was never like that with music like i never practiced i was so hesitant to like ever try and better myself as an artist and with photography it's like insatiable and i just want to yeah. know more and shoot more and like who wants to shoot today and like what can i shoot and who can i hit up um and so i think that's important that i like you know when I wrote the answers down, you know, I talk about quitting and and failing, and I think there's this um, American notion that it's not okay to fail and it's not okay to quit, like, don't be a quitter, and it's like, oh, quit, quit sometimes, and then be like, that wasn't for me, and learn something, and then find what you're supposed to be, because you'll find your peace when you don't want to quit and that's like when you know that you've found the thing like don't hold on just for holding on sake like quit
0: often 100% and think of like the experiences you learn when you try something new even if it doesn't work out you can take that into the next endeavor you know mm-hmm. and i just think it's so important to not feel like you have to do everything and i for sure have felt that pressure of letting things go or facing failures and feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to just be done with this because I'm never going to be successful. But like that lesson took me on to the next place of where I, where I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we're always learning. And when we stop learning and growing, that's, I mean, no one wants to be stagnant. So I think that that's such a good message to share. Um, So you started getting into photography. How did you start turning that into a business from a hobby to a business? so I would get like 25 bucks
1: (laughs) for like a photo or I was doing some stop motions I had a a children's clothing apparel company um, that I was doing some work for and it just started amounting to more and more and more and more work and I just uh, eventually I got overwhelmed and I was trying to balance being a stay-at-home mom and doing this workload and I actually convinced my doctor that I was having a heart attack because I was so stressed and so (laughs) overwhelmed. And they were like, you need to go to the ER right now. And it was just like anxiety and stress and just being overloaded. And then finally I was like, you know, this kid can go to Mother's Day Out and Mother's Day Out turned to part-time daycare and part-time daycare turned to full-time daycare. Um, And I think every step that I kind of relinquished control over raising my kid, I became a happier person and a more fulfilled person. And I would, you know, send him off to daycare and then he would come back and I'd be so excited to see him. Whereas like when I was staying at home, I was counting the hours until my husband got home so I could be like, please take him. (laughs) I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just, it was so much healthier for me and, and for like the whole family.
0: And were you pitching the brands? How were you reaching out to them? How were you getting those gigs or were they finding you because of your work?
1: So the first couple um, were passed on to me from my friend Olivia Howell and she is um, a marketing and PR person out of New York. And then um, then I just, I landed with a stock photography gig, and they were trying to launch this app, or they, they were launching this app where it was hyper-local stock images, so you could go through the catalog and pick your place, whether it was Kansas City or New York or Denver, and you could find on a map these different images, and it's called Shotzer, and it's a really interesting concept to keep things hyper-local, and so I was their first Kansas City rep, and so I was just dming people i think like i'm sure ask any restaurant in kansas city and somewhere like three years ago they have a dm from me being like hi i'm kenzie taylor can i come shoot because at the time i was getting paid per image and um so the images that i was dropping into the app i was getting paid for so i was just reaching out to anyone who would let me use their restaurant establishment whatever as content um and then um then I got hooked up. I worked for Tamara Day for six months as her marketing manager and social media gal. Um, and that, that, because I just DM'd her and she happened to reply and we started a relationship and I shot for her and then I shot for her again. And then she had a position um, for a photographer and a social media person. Um, and then from there, I worked um, for a little bit for a marketing agency as um as just their content curator, and I kind of, I worked in, in sequence of those two things, and I realized within a year that I was just better to do my own thing, um, because I'm a shit employee, and I'm an even worse boss, (laughs) and I think, like, for me, like, community and collaboration is so important, but I want to be my own entity, and then bring in others, or then become part of something else, and I think that that's, The other kind of key to my happiness and success is that realizing that, like, I am not, um, going to be somebody else's, um, doer. I want to do my own thing. And then, um, and then once I learned that and that that was my happy place, I think that like things really started to take off and that was in the last year.
0: So, yeah, I think that's so inspiring too, because you kind of have to get into that flow of understanding the work, understanding what people want. But then when you realize like, I have the creative genius to do this on my own, why not just go for it? Um, How did the extra on top brand come about? Like, when did you start prioritizing like, your brand so people could find you and, and like, what is your strategy been with that? I'm pretty sure actually we connected through a DM as well. So it's really funny. You're really just like someone that just goes for it, which I appreciate. So many people are just scared to connect with others. And I think that you're always like putting yourself out there. So what is kind of like that strategy of building that brand? Um,
1: so it was just my Instagram handle (laughs) and people started to recognize me as that person. And I, I think that for me, part of my brand is me. I think a lot of people start a brand and they're like, okay, this is the brand and this is what it feels like. And this is the voice of the brand. But for me, really, like my brand is me because I'm a soul, soul entrepreneur. And so, um, I just went with it.
0: (laughs) Well, if I remember you did a shoot, it was a very collaborative, like retailer shoot with hand and land and lady buying cocoa. And that I think is when you caught my attention because I was like, okay, she's creating content and she's doing it in such a unique way where she's pairing people together. They're getting content that they need, but it's a collaborative effort, which really lifts everyone up. And I thought that that was really interesting. You're not just seeking out people to shoot for. And like, that's a one and done. Like you really were thinking outside of the box.
1: Well, and I think you get the most um, visibility when you have different partners. Like I only have like 3,000 followers, but you know, if you put in Pink Antler and Hand and Land and Coco and Lady Bi, like your reach is so much bigger than it was initially. And I think that for me, like, Um, that's why, you know, the fashion show was so important to me. It's like, you know, I did, I'm not getting paid. I'm not making any money, but like, I'm continuing to do something for my community and I'm going to stay relevant. And I think that like, um, a lot of people put marketing dollars in and they're like, okay, I'm going to throw some money at marketing and there's no strategy behind. I mean, like we could talk about this all day.
0: Oh yeah. There's no (laughs)
1: strategy behind it, but sometimes like the best strategy is just to stay relevant and stay visible and it's yeah. not about roi and it's not about you know how your sales are going to spike because of this thing it's about keeping people like just reminding people that you're there and i think yeah. that that's like the, as far as like what i can do right now like that's been the most valuable thing i can do because I don't want to stop working with hospitality clients and I don't want to stop working in lifestyle. And like right now that's shut down. So it's like the best thing that I can do right now is just continue to stay relevant.
0: Yeah. So you were building your brand, you were doing photography, you were even doing videography, um, and you were giving back to the community and then obviously COVID hit. So how did that affect your income, your business? How did that kind of like, what was your reaction? Because yeah. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> um,
1: so, so literally the week before they put this stay at home, I was, I was signing three contracts that then, um, didn't exist after that. Um, and then, um, I had two more clients that, um, just didn't, didn't hire me. And, um, I, I was okay with that. Um, Luckily, and this is like part of my privilege, is that I have a husband with an incredibly steady job and he's very supportive of me. Um, And so, you know, I wasn't worried about financials. Um, I still had one client going, but for me it was more about just making sure that I was continuing to work. Um, And there there was a point like about three weeks in where I was just in bed and I'm like, maybe I just won't get out of bed today. And that's when I had the idea for the fashion show and I was like, this is, you know, my therapist says, you know, figure out what your values are and then like make that a part of everything you do. And like that idea to me was um, collaboration, community, passion, art. It was all of the things that I really love and I really want to make part of like the core of what I do. Um, It was all of that. And so that was just like, okay, yep, that's what I'm doing just send a couple of emails and make a pho- a couple of phone calls and then like you know within six hours it was a thing and people were purchasing tickets so
0: I mean, that is so incredible that you just literally one day had that light bulb moment. And not only that you had the light bulb moment, but you went for it because I think so often we come up with these like really awesome, weird out of the box ideas, but we don't always pursue them. And you pull this together so quickly. And actually, I'm pretty sure you were one of the first people to do a quarantine fashion show because this was pretty early on in the stay at home order. So like what was the process? Like, how did you just kind of go full steam ahead? What were some of the things that you did to make this happen? Um,
1: so the first one was, I called my best friend and, uh, I was like, Hey, is this totally crazy? Like, am I crazy? And she was like, no, which I love her because she's like, will always be like, no, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I just, I just needed some kind of like out outside validation which is like girl you got to get yourself a best friend who will go along with all of your crazy like yeah. that is your person the person who's gonna be like even if it's a horrible fucking idea the person that's <laughs> gonna be like absolutely i'm 100 here for it that's your person um so i called her and then i reached out to abby who is the owner of lady by coco and i was like hey like you want to do this and she was like yes and And for me, like, I really respect the shit out of her. And just to have her um, as kind of the first boutique involved was like, actually it was three boutiques and she's really well known and people, you know, know the the names of the sister stores that she has. So after that, it was like, dude, this is, I don't,
0: we're- It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) And so you had, I, I can't even remember how many boutiques. You had boutiques, you had influencers, you had a DJ. I mean, you literally had, this was a full blown event. This was not like a half ass production. Like you truly put so much heart into it. And also just you created something different. I think in a time when we needed that, because there wasn't a lot of hope, there wasn't a lot of information at that time. So like, what did all of it, how did it all transpire? I know I was involved in it, but like how did this transpire for you? Like wh- what were the results for you? How did it kind of like reinvigorate your business? Um, well, I got a lot of press,
1: (laughs) so that was good. Um, and just the event in general, um, garnered a lot of, uh, media attention. And so I think that that's always positive because you can use that in your portfolio. Um, I got nominated for the Kansas city women in film and television, um, 2020 spirit award, um, because of that work and the pantry privilege work that I did. Um, I'm talking, uh, I think for another group, um, next week. And so you, people are like, yeah, really, like, Oh, what's going on here? Like, I need to know more. Like I need to know what this chick does <laughs> and maybe, and maybe like we can learn something from her and I think that that's, that's really good. So that's kind of like how it's, how it's been going. Did I
0: answer the question? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of curious, like, you know, even if it doesn't bring in revenue, like obviously the event was free, I think that sometimes just creating because you need to, or because you have this crazy idea sometimes will pay off in other ways. So I was just curious Mm -hmm. what that, how that worked for you.
1: Well, and for me, it's like, I think mental health is number one. And if you're not putting your mental health first, then like, Money doesn't mean anything, and for me, it was like, okay, I'm not going to make any money, but like, I have to keep myself creating. I have to keep myself working in my community, and for me, there was more value in that than trying to chase a client that was probably not going to be a good fit for me.
0: Yeah, and and you might not have thought about it like this, but for me with the marketing brain as well. Um, it's like you're position, positioning yourself so when people can hire again, they're going to think of you because they'll remember, they'll have attended that event or they'll have watched your journey and think like, wow, what she did was so incredible. And who's to say we'll have in-person events anytime soon anyway. So maybe <laughs> um, this could be something ongoing for you. But I just think it's so inspiring that you like came up with this very different idea and fully executed it on your own and brought in so many people to like support that. And it was just such a positive experience. Like, I just felt like the vibe was so strong from that event. It was so fun and it
1: was so stressful. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: and I think that like the most important part is that, again, like I'm I'm a one person individual. And I think that like, it's important to know when and where you should do something. Because could I have done the photography for the event? Could I have done this? Could I have emceed the event? Could I have done this? It's like, absolutely. I have the capacity to be autonomous in so many ways. But like, you have to learn when you can't and when you need to bring people in. So it's like partnering with Kelsey and Josh. It was like that brought another dynamic where like, it was visibility. It was, you know, those people are freaking amazing um you know the photographer and the videographer that we brought in they were on a different creativity level than i was for that whole thing and they created beautiful content that i wouldn't ever be able to think of because it's a different point of view and it's a different perspective and i think that like that's what gets me so excited about collaboration is that like it's not your brain like you can we all have the capability to do so much we have giant freaking monstrous beautiful gushy bloody brains that have the capability to do so much, but we can't because we're only one person and we only have 24 hours in a day. And so it's like, once you decide to give something up to somebody, you create a beautiful, more diverse, more dynamic product. And I think that that's like that's why it worked is because there were so many people who were going as hard as I was and having all of these great thoughts of like, Oh, let's, let's bring in this person. Like, let me call this guy. And then people, and then once I started to do that, people started to reach out to me. And I think that that was like also key is that people were like, oh, Hey, can I be part of this? And I was like, yes, come on. Everyone's coming. We're all going, I don't know where this might fail and that's okay. And, you know, I had that thought like the night before I was like, you know, I could just totally drop the ball and this could suck major. (laughs) And it didn't, which was awesome. But,
0: you you know, 500 people attend this. It was definitely not Mm. a failure. And I think that this is so, I mean, just like, I want to reiterate the fact that you collaborated and just put it out there and connected with so many people that Did the same, do the same thing that you do, photography, and like you don't look at that as a competition at all. And I think that this time, especially, is making us open up a little bit more. I feel like, especially in the marketing industry, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, this, but I feel like it's very siloed and people like just stick to their own thing and like don't want to partner up with other people. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is just so inspirational. And even for me, just to take that as a lesson to, being more open and not so controlling of everything that collaboration can help you grow, but it also can do so much more for the community.
1: Yeah. And I think like, especially like on the quarantine fashion show, like if we count you and my friend Aubrey, who has a branding and, and marketing firm, uh, social apex and the native digital, like there were four separate um, people in marketing or marketing firms or whatever working on this one project. And I remember like social apex was on since day one. And I remember Overland visit Overland park brought in native digital. Cause that's their agency of record. And so I remember having a zoom call and being like, Hey guys, like <laughs> full disclosure, like we already have an official marketing partner." And he was like, Oh, we don't care. Like, this is awesome. We want to do what we can tell. And I was like, solid. Thank you for that. And it wasn't like, oh, they are like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't touch this. Like everyone was just so stoked and hyped and like, ready to go that no one cared. And I think that 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 is also like part of the beauty of it is that like, there were nine boutiques. Those boutiques technically are each other's competitions and they all work together beautifully. And like, I wish I could share the DMS that went back and forth because they were like, yeah, that was awesome. I love you guys. Oh, great job. And I like, and my hope is is that everyone who is involved has a tighter tie to the community, even where they might be like a little bit overstepping on each other. So,
0: yeah, I think that is so powerful. Like, wow. Um, what is kind of like after the success of quarantine fashion and this community you're building, what is the next step for you? Like, are you planning the next thing? Is it a one and done? Like, how are you taking everything that has happened with COVID and repositioning your business?
1: Um, so I have a couple of things that are on the slate that I can't talk about yet, but That's okay. once, um, <laughs> once, <laughs> once they happen, uh, I'm sure they'll be posted about, um, I think it's just continuing to have those conversations and checking in with the people that were involved and, um, and saying, how can I help you? Because at this point it's like, money is great. Money can't get you everything that you want. And for me, like, you know, they say money can't buy love, money can't buy friendships. And in this time, like, you really have to be there for people. And I think, um, do dope shit with cool people. Like, that's my favorite phrase. Um, and that's what I want to do. And if you want to be doing dope shit with people, like you, you have to build that trust and you have to build a friendship. Um, and once that's there, you are there for forever, but you can't, um, you can't always expect um, things from people and you have to, I like to like my, my biggest thing is like give first, um, in every relationship that I'm trying to start. Um, if, if it's me seeking them out, my first instinct is to give and is to show my value. And then, and, and sometimes people just take advantage of that. And then I go, well, you're not my people (laughs) and I move on and that's okay. And that's, and that's happened several times. And you just learn like, to let that go. And then, you know, the people who are excited and take that and make magic and give it back to you, like that, those are the relationships you're looking for because I don't know, like, yeah, like money is great, but like, so is creativity and friendship and community. And for me, like those, that's part of my core values isn't buying shit which I mean, I love buying shit. I love Target. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I, I will go basic forever, but you know, like as far as like core values, like I like to get a little bit more bohemian. Like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, let's, yeah, Let's get on the
1: barter system again.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that brings up such a good point when you're building a business, no matter what service you offer, like it is all about the relationship. You want to work with people that truly care about you and you truly want to succeed. And that's when magic happens in the content you create. That's when, um, you know, the partnerships can really flourish and you don't have to serve everyone to be successful. And I think it's better to find your tribe or find the people that um, you just align more deeply with than to try and do everything for everyone. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's like, my favorite thing is when people say that their product is for everyone. And I'm like, Oh God, we got to stop that shit. Like, it's not like, let's just be honest. Like if your product is for everyone, you're toilet paper <laughs> and not even that, because like people like there's bidets, So like, you can't, don't be toilet paper. <laughs> you don't need to be toilet paper. Um, but yeah, it's just about finding like where you, where you're strongest and where people appreciate you and, and you don't have to be for everyone.
0: Yeah. Do you think that this has like opened up your eyes to evolving your business even further, like first starting in photography and then going into the content creation for brands? Like, do you feel like there's a next level for you or do you still feel like photography is at your core? Um,
1: I do, I do think that like I will work more on production. I really love, um, being more of like, a. Overarching thing uh, because I really enjoy putting people in place of of things that I could do like finding the right photographer, finding the right videographer, and just being more of a producer. And um, that's when I was in music. Like one of my favorite things was producing records, um, and I loved finding the right drummer, finding the studio, you know, getting the right engineer to mix it all. I think that like watching everything come together really beautifully is part of the joy that I have um, and and yes you know like can I play keys yeah but maybe like that's not my that's not my role this time and finding somebody who is even stronger than me and being able to recognize their talent I think is like that's cool and so yeah so I hope like production and um and more of like an event design and curation is more in my future but um
0: but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I love that. Okay. So day by day. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So for someone that maybe isn't confident in collaborating or networking, like what are your tips? I know you just like, will slide into DMs, but like, how do you authentically build those relationships? What are some of the success stories on how you feel like you have, have done that with the collaboration?
1: Um, I think the number one thing is you just got to get over being afraid of rejection and like, I don't know, and this, like, and this is kind of, like, uh, you know, and and don't take the fiddle out, but, like, I was an incredibly unpopular child, (laughs) and I, like, didn't get invited to a lot of birthday parties, and, like, I had one chick tell me that I was, like, straight up ugly, so, like, being, (laughs) being rejected is, like, just in my vernacular, and I think that that started at a really early age, because, like, I was so tall, and I had this, like, massive afro curly hair, like, And that was not a thing back in the nineties. So
0: like now it's like, oh, like, oh, we're all
1: EA. And we have these beautiful like locks of Afro curls. Like that was not an aesthetic when I was five. Um, And so I think like just rejection has always been there for me. And I kind of learned to kind of accept it. And that it was like, either like, I could be sad about that or I could just move the fuck on. Um, and, And so I think that like the biggest thing people have to get over is being afraid of failing being afraid of rejection, like just hit somebody up in their DMs. And if they don't respond, like maybe they fucking hate you. Maybe it got lost. Maybe their toddler accidentally read the DM while, you know, they were on (laughs) your phone. Like it, it doesn't matter because like, then, you know, that's not your path and then you can try something else. But if you never try anything, you're never going to get anywhere because you're going to be stuck where you are because you're so afraid of what happens if you take a step forward and it doesn't work. But
0: a step yeah. forward is still a step forward. 100%. I mean, yeah, I think so many people are afraid of rejection or not being the right fit for someone. But I think that there's so much power in what you just said. And I mean, it's even inspiring me. Like, I want to collaborate more as a result of this. So... Yes, girl. Do <laughs> it. Yeah. Slide it to everyone's
1: DMs. Just like copy and paste that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like, how do you like what is your creative process? Because I just, I know we're backtracking a little bit here, but some people don't just wake up with a genius idea of like, let's do a quarantine fashion show. Like how do you, um, you know, integrate that creativity into your life? Is it part of your routine? Is it something that you're doing? I mean, mental health is a huge part of that, but like what, like how do you kind of help someone that doesn't feel creative right now because it is a hard time like how can they like open up those doors to creativity
1: um i'm a i'm a really emotional being um and so i feel like i am always guided by my emotions and we talked about this at your zoom a happy hour where I was like sometimes we need to feel our emotions yeah. and I think like absolutely like my therapist says that's like, But like they're there to guide us and I think that like if you can become in tune with your emotions No matter how painful or annoying or sad or whatever if you can channel those then you can move forward but like um, That's like definitely part of what guides me like I was depressed I've sat in my depression, I felt that depression, and then I was like, I really don't want to be here, like, I need to get this shit together, and come up with an idea, and that was how I moved, and, like, you know, with and I think, like, there's so many parallels between my music career and this one, but it's, like, I have an entire album about a bad relationship, (laughs) and it's just, like, I think, like, 80% of those songs are about that shitty relationship or, you know, just about that relationship in general. And like, that's what was the catalyst for most of the songwriting was my emotions, was how I was feeling about this certain individual over the course of our relationship. Um, and so I think that like, yeah, just being in tune with your emotions and allowing yourself to go there and not trying to distract yourself from sadness, from depressions, from anger, like fucking anger is powerful if you're angry about this shit, like, I'm fucking pissed, wearing masks, sorry, that was, like, kind of slightly <laughs> political, point. like, wear a mask, yeah. um, and so, like, I think that, like, if you can harness like, harbor that anger, then you can use it, but if you don't confront it, um, you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose that power that it has, that sounded so fucking
0: hippie. I apologize. No, no I <laughs> let your emotions be your guide. <laughs> I feel that so much and I've been through that too of that emotional roller coaster of what is my business going to look like in the future? Like and feeling anger and sadness and fear and anxiety and um I I definitely think it's easy to get stuck into those motions or to suppress it and just like continue moving on with your day and I think being creative like this podcast is a result of me being scared and anxious and sad and unsure and and I've had this idea for so long and now I'm like what do I have to lose I just have to go for it and I think so many people just like keep that in the back of their mind instead of saying like okay I'm going to do it even if it's not a success even if it's not a revenue generator for me like sometimes you just have to be creative and like open the doors to new possibilities so mm-hmm. I get it I get it so much um What are like, I know you have a different take on motherhood. Like what are some of your tips on being a business owner, um, being creative, raising your son? Like what, what is kind of like your, what keeps you going?
1: Um, I love him. (laughs) I love him. He's kind of a shit, but I love him. Um, and I think it's okay not to be the perfect mom. I think it's okay. This isn't enough. Um, I think it's okay to suck sometimes. And that's like, you had a question in there. Um, hold on, let me see if I can, uh, uh, how do I balance being a mom and, um, being an entrepreneur? And I think it's like, just know when to suck. Like if you've got a presentation in two hours that you haven't prepared for, like maybe now it's time to like, let your kid watch two, three hours of interrupted Netflix that he gets to pick. And maybe he picks like the trash show, but like, that's the time to suck. You know, is it time to suck when he has his like first recital and like, you've got a client project due, like, can you do it tomorrow? And it's like, you know, knowing when, and, and it's, it's not about balance at all. And it's like, sometimes work takes priority. Sometimes your kid takes priority, but like just knowing when to just totally drop the ball yeah um and, and it's, and it's is okay
0: unattainable truthfully i think it's mm-hmm. it's just not <laughs> it's not a possibility but i think well, it's and, a thing and like is that something else that we need to put on us like
1: women got enough going on and now we're gonna add like this like notion of like oh it has to be balanced like fuck that shit like <laughs> no it doesn't like and don't put that on me because uh, i do what i want and and ultimately i'm an adult and if i want to be a crap business person or a crap mom like that's that's my prerogative and like stay the fuck out of my business because it's like at the end of the day the only person who should be judging you for that is you yeah and I also think that like the things that are going to mess up our kids are not the things that we think are going to mess up our kids yeah so like that also
0: oh yeah that <laughs> could know. be probably a whole other podcast <laughs> topic yeah. as well.
1: like how are we going to mess them up I don't know
0: yeah I think that there's something to like your child to see you being creative and like dedicating time to fulfill yourself and do the work that you're passionate about. At least that's what I tell myself is I hope that I will inspire him to create and to do things my own way because, Mm -hmm. you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy and um, I want to teach him that he can fall and he can get back up and he can try something new. And yeah, and it's definitely, I'm not, we're not ever going to be perfect in all areas. Mm -hmm. So Um, I think that that's really good to hear. Um, okay. So Cassie, where can people follow you on your journey? What's kind of coming up in the pipelines? Where should they stay in touch with you?
1: Hit me up on Instagram.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Slide into my DMs.
1: Um, yeah, that's, that's really where I live. Um, maybe someday that'll change, but for right now I'm just posting like, uh, random shit. And it's like, I should really like clean up my Instagram, but like, that's just not my brand. Like I look at your Instagram and I look at some of these other bloggers in Kansas city. And I'm like, so beautiful. <laughs> and like, sometimes I post just like notes from my, from my phone. Sometimes I post work sometimes, but like, that's, but that's, again, that's like, that's my brand.
0: It's yeah, like, exactly. It's just and unrefined. I do think people want that authenticity too. So, um, keep doing it your way. I think that's, I think that's how you should do it.
1: Yes, everyone just needs to do that.
0: Yeah. You exactly. do you.
1: And then just don't be afraid of, of not appealing to everyone.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for your time. I'm so glad we could chat and hey, I appreciate you so much. I'm so inspired by you. I've learned so much from you and, um, I just think that we all need a little bit of that realness and creativity in our lives. So thank you.
1: You're awesome. Thanks for having me. Of
0: course. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Midwest Mompreneurs. I'm your host, Katherine Snellen, and I appreciate you so much. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the Catherine Elise.